gentlemen, and welcome to the February 7th, 2017 edition of Season 4 of The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network, the premier place to get all your sports news and information regarding the Yeshiva League. Court Report comes to you every Sunday night at 7 p.m., and usually an encore presentation on Tuesday night at 7 p.m., but because of the big game on Sunday night, we are coming to you tonight with our premier episode of the week right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Every week we'll take a look back and a look ahead at all things Yeshiva League. Had a game this week? Let us know. You can friend me on Facebook. Send me a message. My name is Elliot Weiselberg. That's W-E-I-S-E-L-B-E-R-G. Or you can like the Court Report fan page. You can also follow me and tweet me on Twitter. My name is Y-L-S Wiseguy. That's Y-L-S-W-E-I-S-G-U-Y. Because if I don't know about it, we can't talk about it. Thank you again to our amazing sponsor, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Crown Trophy of Brooklyn is extremely busy at this point of the year, getting everything ready for all of our championships coming up within the next month and a half. But that doesn't mean that they can't be there to help you too. Please give them a call at 718-769-4111 for all of your trophy and plaque needs. You'll be extremely glad that you did. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, coach, official analyst, but most of all, like you, I'm a huge Yeshiva League fan, and I am humbled and privileged to be able to share in the amazing efforts and accomplishments of these kids with you each and every week. If you have a smartphone and haven't downloaded the NSN app already, please do so. You'll have access to all of our shows going back to the very first season, and you'll also be able to send in comments for each show. I want to remind you, though, please keep the comments nice. Much like the show is not about me criticizing, degrading, or disrespecting players or coaches, please be courteous enough to do the same. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to The Court Report again. Yeah, it's a Tuesday night. No show on Sunday because of that amazing game that I'm sure most of you were watching. And, I'm, of course, most of you tuned in at halftime for the Kosher Halftime Spectacular. For those of you that didn't, though, it is now up on, the, on YouTube uh, under NSN 2017 Kosher Halftime Show. Go take a look. Well, look at all of the amazing, uh, the amazing fun that we had at Courtside Grill a few weeks ago. Arya Kunstler rocking the house and really making a great show of it. Definitely the best halftime show that you will see. Uh, for as for the rest of the game, massive. That was easily, as a sports fan, one of my one of the most favorite games. Even though I didn't have a team in the race, uh, and even though it wasn't Yeshiva League, of course. Um, you know, it was it was still an, a spectacular game. Also showing a couple of lessons, especially with the case of, you know, you can never count out a team. No matter how far back you think a team is, you can always climb your way back into the race. You can always climb back into the game. No lead is ever safe. We'll actually get to that when we discuss hockey a little later on. Massive comeback by one team that's going to make you believe just exactly how... You know, how close to home that can really be. So sit back and wait for that. We got a couple of things to do before that. Basketball, a couple of big games on the past week. TABC and Frisch doing battle in varsity and JV, both really impacting how their divisions will look. Um, not only that, we're going to get to the girls JV and uh, girls varsity B, which we didn't get to a few days. You know, a few days ago. Just a note: we will be having a show this Sunday. Generally, this is going. This would be an encore this coming Sunday. We're going to have a brand new show because we want you to have all of the up-to-date information on what your teams need 
for Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday up until the end of the season. A lot of the divisions are ending this coming week, so we'll be able to recap for you and give you a little bit of a preview as to the playoffs that are coming up, but we are also going to let you know what the last games of the season mean to some of those divisions. So let's jump into that right now. We're going to start off tonight with the two leagues that we didn't get a chance to get to last week's episode. Those happen to be Girls Varsity B and Girls Junior Varsity. Start off in Girls Varsity B, where things are a little bit easier to really really digest. Only four games, uh, well really five, I only have results for four. Only four games, five games, have really happened over the last approximately month. Right now we're talking, today as we said is February 7th. Going back all the way back to January 1st, only five games really have taken place, uh, four of which we have results for, and uh, we'll go through them very, very quickly. We told you the last time we were on, Mag and Dave and Shall have it, pulling double duty, playing home and home uh, one night after the other. Mag and David would end up sweeping both of those to up their record to, uh, at that point, their record was 6-5. and five. They took the first game 56-27 to 27 over Shalhevet, and then the next night they did the same, uh, much closer game in Shalhevet, 46-44. to 44. The two losses dropped uh, Shalhevet to 3-7 and seven from 3-5, and five, and now put them in a race with Elan for the final playoff spot. Elan gaining a win by virtue of a forfeit from Shari Torah this past week. Elan's record now 4-7. and seven. We'll get to that analysis in just a minute. Uh, the other game that happened, Bruria defeating Mag and David, as we said, that their record was 6-5. and five. It's now 6-6 six and six. this past Thursday night. Bruria taking the 47-22 win over Mag and David. The one game we don't have, uh, Shalhevet and SKA played this past Sunday. Don't have a result for that just yet. Hopefully we'll have that for you by next Sunday, as that'll actually go uh, very far in what our uh, analysis is going to be in the playoffs for this division. The standings as they are right now, Bruria actually at the top in the division with a 10-1 record, depending on what happened in that game on Sunday. SKA is right behind them at 9-0. and Those two have essentially clinched the top two spots in the playoffs for Girls Varsity B. The question is going to be who is where, but they are both going to host first-round home games. Mag and David will be traveling in one of those games. They'll be the three seed at 6-6. Six and six. That is automatic. They will automatically be traveling to the two whether it be SKA or Bruria. The other qu- the only question left to answer, who is going to be joining them? Right now, the only two possibilities are Elon and Shalhevet. Elon is at 4-7, and seven. Shalhevet is at 3-7. and seven. Only one game is really going to matter, and that's the game that is tonight. Shalhevet and Elon are squaring off right uh, in about uh, 20 minutes from now in Shalhevet. If... If Elon wins that game, it is a moot point. Elon would uh, up their record to five and seven. Shalhevet will fall to three and eight. Elon would be finished, uh, and they would take the fourth seed. Gets interesting though if Shalhevet wins. Shalhevet wins. Uh, Shalhevet would be four and seven. Elon would be four and eight. And depending on what happens with that Shalhevet SKA game that happened this past Sunday, if Shalhevet lost that game, SKA stays perfect. If Shalhevet lost, then the two teams would be tied. And they both split their meetings. They would have both split their meetings this season. 
uh, Elon and Joel Hebbett played earlier this year. Elon won that game. And I believe, I haven't uh, I haven't seen all of the tiebreakers yet for girls varsity B, so don't don't count on, don't quote me on this. I believe it would go down to a play-in game between those two. That game, as we said, is right right now. Two more games on the week. One relevant, one really irrelevant, uh, depending on what happens. Tomorrow night, SKA and Bruria will face off. That will be for the division. Um, if Bruria wins, we'll go to a coin flip. If SKA wins, then it's it's a moot point. SKA will end up taking the division, as they as Bruria will be at two losses with no way for SKA to get, well, really worse than two, and they would have taken the season series. So they would have to find a way to get behind Breweria, which can't happen uh, because of the number of games left. Um, if, going back to if Breweria wins, if Breweria wins, Breweria will be 11-1, and one, and the potential to be tied with SKA. Should that happen, uh, they would end up tied at the end of the year, depending on what happens in the have at SKA game the other day, and we would have to probably go to a coin flip to determine who the number one seed and the number two seed in the division will be. So stay tuned to the court report, and we will get that updated for you next Sunday night. The final game on the week, uh, and, and the final game for the league, will be this Thursday night, which will be SKA and Shari Torah. It's irrelevant unless Breweria beats SKA, in which, that, in which case an SKA loss would mean Breweria would get the top seed. Uh, and if they lose if they lose both those games two nights in a row, uh, Shari Torah at 0-11 will have to put up a very good fight in order for that to be a reality. Shifting gears and moving over to Girls JV, where it is an extremely interesting case, uh, especially uh, out west. We'll get to that in just a second. We're going to recap the east for you. The east right now in the throes of a playoff race. Hank has dominated that league. Um, eight and one, clinched the top spot in the east by virtue of, well, the entire season, but only recently with a 24-12 win over Flatbush. The loss for Flatbush drops them down to 2-7. Flatbush is eliminated out of playoff contention. For the most part, everybody in the uh, east is either in or out. North Shore is out uh, with a 53-34 loss to Central this past week. So the way the division looks right now, Hank at the top at 8-1, Hafter at 5-5, Central at 5-4. We're missing a North Shore Ramaz result from last night. Uh, North Shore sat at three and six. Ramaz at three and five. If North Shore won that game, it's a moot point. Uh, we have our three uh, playoff teams. It'll be Hank, Hafter, and Central. If Ramaz won, then we have an interesting situation where they can wind up tied with Hafter and Central. At the very least, with Hafter, but also with Central. Central has one more game coming up this week with division-leading Hank, and there's a possibility that uh, Ramaz, Central, and Hafter could fall into a three-way tie. If that's the case, we will cap that for you this coming Sunday. At that point, it will be over as uh, Frisch SAR tonight, Central Hank, um, and Flappers Ramaz will be tomorrow night. So the, the teams in action, Central Central and Ramaz, will, uh, will be both in action tomorrow night, and we'll have that settled. So we'll have the recap for you this coming Sunday. And I don't like going into games not really knowing what the result's going to be, but I don't see the, um, the tiebreakers up on the website, and I really don't want to uh, take a guess, because if I do, I don't want... Uh, I don't want 
them to be taken as gospel. So I'm just going to report to you exactly how it looks, and we'll move from there on out. Over in the over in the West, um, website has a bit of different standings than we do. Not going to dive into why. I do know the reason, but if it comes to be needed, then we'll discuss it. Uh, but right now, the way the standings on the site look uh, have... Well, let's go through the games. Uh, all the way back on the 10th of January, SAR continued its dominating waves, defeating Kushner. As we discussed a couple of weeks before that about the games that will really matter for the division and the games that don't matter. Frisch defeating Kushner and uh, Maya Note taking out Bruria as well over that time. The Frisch-Kushner game, a uh, uh, a large victory. The Bruria-Mayanote game, a little closer. Mayanote taking that one by 10. So here is how the division actually looks for girls, uh, for girls JV in the West. This is what the standings on the site look like. It has SAR at 8-1, Frisch at 7-1, Mayanote at 7-2, Bruria and Kushner for the second year in a row, finishing tied at 1-9. Now, it's interesting because the three teams are decided on who's going to be in the playoffs. SAR, Frisch, and Mayanote. Bruria and Kushner are out, not like last year. Uh, so the three of them, they know what they're doing. They know that they're all going to be in the postseason. The question's going to be seeding. Uh, interesting game, as we said, coming up. Uh, that's actually tonight. Frisch and SAR. The winner of this game should... Um, I'm going to say... Uh, well, again, I can't, really, I can't really speculate just because of how the divisions look on the website. I guess we'll get a little more clarification after this game. They have the Mayanote-Frisch game that was played a couple of weeks ago as a TBA. So that's really what the center's around. And if they need to play that game again, then we will we'll explain everything, I guess. But right now... Yes, we're just going to have to sort of move ahead as if this is this is what these standings are. So again, back in the East, just to recap, Hank has clinched uh, a playoff berth. They've clinched the top seed in the West. Uh, sorry, in the East, Hafter and Central are right now leading that pack, depending on what happens. Uh, what happened? Uh, last night in the North Shore Ramaz game over in the West, SAR, Mayanote, and Frisch are your playoff teams. The way this division works in terms of the playoffs, or this league works in terms of the playoffs, the two top teams from each division will get a bye. The second and third teams will cross, such that East 2 will face West 3, and West 2 will face East 3. Eastern Division champion Hank will face the winner of the West 2, East 3 game, and whoever the Western Division champion is will face the winner of the East 2-West 3 game. So just keep that in mind, and we'll, have, uh, we'll be able to fill in those blanks for you over the next week. Moving back to Girls Varsity A now, where you know, we were able to cover for the last couple of weeks, so a little bit less of a, uh, of a, of a dance to go through. SAR... Uh, putting their stranglehold, even though they already had the playoff berth and the top seed overall in the West. SAR improving their record to 11-1 with a 56-37 win over Hillel this past Sunday. Now, that puts Hillel in precarious position. They're at 7-4, but they uh, lucked out by uh, backing their way into the playoffs, clinching a playoff berth with a Bruria loss. Bruria lost two games this week. One to Frisch this past, uh, uh, I'm not sure when that game was, but it was 51-43 Frisch win. And last night, Maya Note 
locking them out with a 38-33 victory. Other game on the week, Mayano taking out Westchester 58-14. That was what happened inside the division. There were a couple of cross-division games. Uh, Westchester rounding out their season with a with a loss to Heschel. We'll get to what that does to impact the East in a second. Brewerio with a 51-38 win over North Shore, and Mayanote with a 44-18 win over Solomon Schechter. So out in the West, the division looks like this. SAR is 11-1, Frisch is 8-3, Mayanote at 8-4, Hill at 7-4. Those four teams have clinched playoff berths. Brewerio at 5-6, their season is done. Kushner at 3-9, Westchester at 1-11. So... SAR, we know, has the one seed. We'll get uh, into what can happen in just a minute because Frisch and Hillel will play uh, tonight. And when we get to breaking down what that game looks like, we'll tell you exactly what could happen when you have three teams, one at 8-3, and three, one at 8-4, and four, one at 7-4. and four. Moving over to the East, though, Flatbush clinching the top spot in the division, in the Eastern Division, with a win over Hank this past Thursday night. They upped their record to 9-2, and two, taking the division. Right behind them at 7-4, and four, it's tied between Ramaz and Central. Central taking a 39-35 to 35 win over North Shore last Tuesday to up their record to 7-4 and four and tie themselves with Ramaz. Uh, both teams will play tomorrow night. Uh, for Central, a win or Ramaz loss will clinch the second seed. Otherwise, they will be third. Ramaz will need to win and have Central lose based on tiebreakers in order for that to happen. Heschel, as a result of their win over Westchester, ups their record to 7-5. and five. No matter what happens, Heschel will be the fourth seed by virtue of tiebreaker. Even if Central and Ramaz were to both lose tomorrow night, they would still wind up with the fourth seed, Heschel would. So we know one playoff matchup right now. The West 1 East 4 game is going to be SAR hosting Heschel. That we know for sure. Hafter, North Shore, Solomon Schechter, and Hank all eliminated. North Shore eliminated as a result of that loss to Bruria, and uh, that rounded out the Eastern playoff. Uh, the Eastern playoff look. So we know our eight teams for the for the girls varsity A playoffs. In the East, it's Flatbush, Ramaz, Central, and Heschel. In the West, it's SAR, Frisch, Mayanote, Hillel. The only question is, what order is that going to fall into? And that will be determined uh, really tonight and tomorrow night. Uh, the game Thursday night between Hafter and Breweria is moot. Neither team can gain any ground. Both teams are out. Hafter... Uh, just outside the playoffs, as well as Bruria. The three games that really matter, uh, tonight at 8 o'clock, Frisch and Hillel will do battle. Frisch won the earlier meetings between the two. A win for Frisch will clinch the second seed. If Frisch were to win, they'd go 9-3. and three. They would take the second seed. Mayanote would take the third seed at 8-4. and four, And Hillel would be at the fourth seed at 7-5. and five. Uh, Were it to be the other way around... Were Frisch to lose, were Hillel to win, we would find ourselves in a three-way tie, all three teams tied at 8-4. and four. In that situation, the tiebreak would go to Hillel. Hillel would earn the tiebreak and would get the second seed. Frisch would get the third, Mayanote would get the fourth. So that game really means a lot for the West. 
Frisch wins, it's easy, it's clean, we know what happens. If Hillel wins, it goes to the tie breaks. And from what I believe, I'm going based on what I believe based on last year. I'm going to preface that for every case where I see a tie break, unless where one has been told to me, and that one has not been told to me, but I'm going to preface that with, I believe that based on the tie break, as of last year, Hillel will take the second seed. Other games, tomorrow night, Central and Hank will do battle. Central can clinch the second seed with a win over winless Hank. Uh, that, so that's on them. Like we said, the battle between Central and Ramaz is if Central wins or Ramaz loses, Central gets the second seed, Ramaz will get the third. Ramaz is facing Flatbush. It's a battle of two playoff teams looking for momentum heading into the break. Flatbush looking to finish the season on a 10-game win streak after starting out 0-2. So it's going to be a tough task for Ramaz, uh, who will have to basically take out the top team in their division and hope that Central loses to the bottom team in the division in order to advance in the playoff race. Going to jump on over to boys basketball now, and what a week it was. A lot of games, actually, over the past week. Uh, looks like, I think there were 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, I think 12 or 13 games. I a lot losing count over the last week, and a lot of them really uh, impacting the standings, especially at the top. Got a couple of really big battles. You had YDE and Rambam doing battle. You had Frisch and TABC doing battle. Uh, the week ahead, though, a massive week, and I can't wait to get into that. Taking a look at the week that was, though, starting out in the East, really good game. Rambam and YDE at the top. We discussed last week what all the permutations could possibly be for this. Rambam taking the earlier meeting between the two. Uh, this game essentially for control at the top of the division. Uh, YDE, though, getting their revenge. YDE defeating Rambam 49-31 on the back of Jack Saye, scoring 16 as they avenge their earlier loss to Rambam to jump over them into first place. YDE at 10-2, Rambam falling to 9-3. So the two of them are at the top of the division. Uh, YDE at the top can clinch a first-round bye with a win this coming week. They can clinch number one overall with a win and a Rambam loss. Rambam, for their efforts, they've clinched a playoff berth. They now need two wins to clinch a first-round bye. They can clinch a number one seed with two wins and two YDE losses. That's pretty much how it could, uh, you know be definite for them. If they're tied at 11 wins, it'll go to a coin toss. If they stay, if they get up to 10 wins, too many possibilities because of the teams behind them that we'll get into in a second that can reach 10 wins. We have three teams behind them. Yeah, that'll make five teams that could possibly hit the 10-win mark this year. How did they get there? This coming week did a lot for that. And, uh, Team behind them, DRS, taking it on the chin to a very familiar foe. Flatbush Falcons and the DRS Wildcats renewing their rivalry. The rematch of last year's finals. Falcons finally showing their possible return to the fold with an impressive 63-58 win over DRS. Kevin had it dropping 30 for the Falcons, who are now proving that it's all about peaking at the right time. Flatbush has now won seven of its last eight after starting out 1-3. and three. The only loss in that stretch was to the DRS Wildcats. So way to avenge that loss and uh, really look to try to be as perfect as possible towards the end of the year. Gideon Valinsky once again leaving the Wildcats with 29 points in the loss, dropping them to 9-4. and four. Again, a game behind Rambam and two behind YDE. 
also on the week. Uh, Flatbush um, now taking two on the week after defeating Solomon Schechter, 71-36. to uh, It would be the third straight win for Flatbush uh, before, the, before the game against DRS, which made it their fourth straight win. So as I said, that's what helps improve their record to uh, to what is now eight and four, a game behind DRS, who is at nine and four after that loss. So the top four teams, or the top five teams, actually, right there with each other. Because we should also talk about the Hank Hurricanes. Hank taking out Hafter, 50-48, keeping their winning streak going on Mayor Levy's 17 points, grabbing their eighth win and staying in the hunt for a first-round home game and a first-round bye. Hafter was led by Jason Mishkin with 22 points. A couple of games in between, uh, or, well, actually a couple of games after, but a couple of games that are just as important for the division. Hafter, though, would end up breaking a five-game losing streak as a result uh, of that Hank loss. Uh, they would end up facing JEC this past uh, this past Thursday night, and that would up their standing to above 500 at 6-5. and five. Uh, So the top... The top teams in the division look like this. You have YDE at 10 and 2, Rambam at 9 and 3, DRS at 9 and 4, Hank at 8 and 4, Flappish at 8 and 4, Hafter at 6 and 5. We'll get to why Hafter is not out of the woods yet, but just think about those top 5 teams all within two two games of each other. It's a, it's amazing how close the Eastern conferences is here. We haven't gotten to the West. The West is just as uh just as packed, but it's amazing to see the East with such different names. You know, North Shore, uh, North Shore, who's usually been in here in the past. You know, Mag and David usually in the past. Two of them faced on Sunday. Mag and David taking a 67 to 34 win over North Shore. Mag and David keeping himself alive with two wins on the week, defeating Solomon Schechter and North Shore before to pull one game behind Hafter for the final spot in the East. That's why Hafter cannot rest. Stephen Mizrahi scoring a double-double, 12 points and 11 rebounds for Mag and David. Also on the week involving an East team, Derek Hatora drops the record to 3-9. and nine. They were eliminated with the loss and the have to win that Thursday night. Daniel Wazatsky scoring 26 for SAR. And YDH, as I said, dropping to 3-9. and nine. So it's great to see a bit of a rotation. It's great to see YDE in there. It's great to see Rambam heading back towards the top. DRS, Hank, Flappush, Hafter, the usual suspects. Mag and David hanging on. North Shore uh, still clinging to very tiny hope that they will make the playoffs. You have Shari Tora, YDH, and Solomon Schechter all eliminated. But it's great to see... So many teams still in it and fighting for so many different things. Nothing is wrapped up in the East. In the West, uh, very close to being wrapped up. There's only one spot that is a definite, and we'll get to that in just a second. But the game that everybody is talking about from this past week, what a phenomenal game that TABC and Frisch game was this past Thursday night. Uh, by all accounts, it's one that will it's one that will change the, the the face of or could change the face of the division depending on what happens this week but the difference in this game as everybody has probably seen online since the game happened just to set the stage for you 
tie ball game, time running down on the clock. Frisch had the inbounds. It was tied at 53. Uh, Frisch looking to run the clock down, looking to make a pass. Uh, TABC's Ephraim Sachs intercepts the ball, uh, makes a full-court runner at the buzzer. I think it was like three or four seconds from one end of the court to the other. Um, Runner at the buzzer, capping an improbable comeback as TABC, who was down uh, a lot, a lot, this uh, for the length of the game. Uh, it was 18, I think, at the half. I think Frisch was up at 8. Yeah, I think Frisch was up 18 at the half. TABC chipping away. Very different story than what we're used to. In the past, I've chronicled TABC and Frisch doing battles, and I've told you stories about Frisch going up early with a run-and-gun high-tempo offense, Frisch coming back to take uh, to take the win. This was much different. This was the other way around. Frisch pushing out to an early lead. TABC rallying all the way back, and with five seconds left, Ephraim Sachs, the difference in the ball game, 53, sorry, 55 to 53, TABC taking the win, Renan Kimmel leading TABC with 21 points, Sammy Fishman leading Frisch with 14 points, TABC though, taking this end of the Route 4 rivalry, really helping themselves uh, push themselves back into a discussion for a first round bye, you have four teams all within two wins of each other, and that's mostly because, you know, mostly because of TABC's hard work and grit climbing back into it. They'll have to contend with Heschel, Frisch, SAR, who took a 44, sorry, 57 to 44 victory last night over Ramaz in order to push their record up to 10 and 3. Ramaz not having a great week. Ramaz taking the second loss on the week after dropping a 42 to 41 contest against Kushner last Thursday night. Sam Bernstein with 15 points for Kushner, taking a one point win to clinch a playoff spot for the first time in four years for Kushner. Uh, but we'll have to settle for the sixth seed. We'll get to that in a second. But this loss effectively eliminated Ramaz from the playoffs. Ramaz at four and what was four and seven uh, out of it there, now four and eight. Uh, they'll now play two more games to finish out the stretch. Ramaz's hopes for the playoffs are over. But uh, for Kushner, uh, Kushner will have uh, a playoff spot for the first time in four years, but will have to settle for the sixth seed. And that's because of their loss to MTA this past Saturday night. Uh, down three as the clock wound down. A three-point shot missed and would send the shooter to the line where only one of three would be made. Final 37-35 MTA. Ellie Grunbaum led MTA with 18. MTA would follow it up with a win over Hillel, as we said, effectively eliminating Ramaz from playoff contention. What this means is we have finalized our six teams in the West. We know which six teams they will be, unlike in the East. Heschel, Frisch, SAR, TABC, Kushner, and MTA will be your six playoff teams. Only one of those six has figured out their spot, and that is Kushner. Kushner has played all 14 games. They're at 8-6. and six. Right now, they're tied with MTA at 8 wins. MTA already has the tiebreaker over them, so Kushner knows that they cannot get any higher than the six seed. They'll travel to whoever the three seed will be out of the Western teams. Right now, taking a look at the Western Division standings, Heschel at 11-0, Frisch and SAR tied at 10-3, TABC at 9-3 right behind them, Kushner, as we said, finishing at 8-6, MTA at 8-4, Ramaz 4-8, two games left to go for them, Hillel 2-11, Maor 1-10, JEC currently at 0-12.
taking a look at the week ahead, several really big games. Tuesday night, tonight, DRS and Hafta doing battle. An epic game in the the first uh, the first time these two teams met. Really was a great contest. You guys should, if you guys uh, can tune into that. I don't know if they're going to be live streaming that, but that uh, that contest that happened a couple of months ago, all the way back, where Hafter went up big early. DRS chipping away brought that lead back to very very close before Hafter was able to hold on for the victory. If you can get a chance to watch that, there's always a great rivalry between those two. And uh, although, despite the fact that they're at opposite ends of the division right now, there's a very decent chance those two teams could be facing off in two weeks from now in the first round of the playoffs, depending on what happens. So tune into that one. You really not one to miss. Also tonight, Hank and Derek Hattora doing battle. Derek Hattora not really fighting for much. Hank fighting for seeding, trying to keep themselves in the race for a first-round home game. Again, DRS, Flatbush, Hank, Rambam, all of them are within that sort of pack fighting for one first-round home game. Uh, sorry, one first-round bye, depending on what happens with YDE, and, and a couple, two first-round home games to host. Uh, TABC and Heschel also playing tonight. Heschel takes on two of the three teams still competing for the top spot in the division. They'll face TABC tonight, and they get Frisch tomorrow night. So you'll see two epic battles. Heschel at 11-0, only needing one win in order to clinch the division. Frisch and TABC, though, looking to keep in that contest for the other first-round buy, or even if it may be, for two first-round buys. Uh, we'd have to wait to see how these games work out to see what the tiebreaker looks like for Heschel. But right now, Heschel at 11-0, and one win either over Frisch or TABC will end it for them. Also tonight, Flatbush and Rambam. Flatbush looks to continue its uh, run of knocking off top teams. This one could launch it into the first round by category with only a game against Shari Torah remaining. We discussed last week. Flatbush goes to 9-4. and four. Rambam falls to 9-4. and four. You have Flatbush, Rambam, and DRS. Flatbush uh, will have taken a game against Rambam. Uh, they beat DRS this past week. Uh, even though DRS beat them earlier in the year, this could mean very big things for Flatbush, especially with a game against Shari, a very manageable game against Shari coming up next week, whereas DRS and Rambam both have uh, tough battles remaining. As I said, DRS taking on Hafter. Uh, well, Rambam's facing Ma'or, but Flatbush will have the tiebreak over Rambam should they win this game. So while that's not really a tougher battle, It'll be a harder road for Rambam to climb because Flatbush will already have the tiebreaker. Coming up tomorrow night, Frisch and Heschel, as we said. Hillel and Ma'or will do battle at the bottom of the West. JEC and Ramaz, the other two teams that will not make the playoffs in the West, also doing battle tomorrow night. So all four of those teams running out their schedule. Tomorrow night, we'll also see Mag and David and YDE. Assuming that Hafter loses to DRS, this game will still have meeting for Mag and David. Otherwise, it's just pride for them, as YDE looks to wrap up the first round by. Thursday night, we'll have Hafter and Derek Hatora. Uh, again, Hafter fighting for that playoff spot. Thursday, we'll also see SAR and TABC. Winner will be assured of at least a first-round home game and a shot at the first-round bye. The loser will look to fend off MTA for the first-round home game spot. Speaking of which, MTA will be in battle Saturday night against Mag and David, while Rambam rounds out their schedule against Maor on the same night.
We're going to round out basketball now, going over to JV boys. And both divisions having real drama. Uh, if you're a fan of of JV basketball, you got to be loving this, unless you're a team member, in which case, you know, you're probably having heart attacks right now. Um, but both boys' JV divisions, so tightly packed. And so many teams still have have a shot at it. It's amazing to see. Like, really, at this point of year, it is the best point of the year because everybody, just about everybody, is fighting for something. This past week was no different. We're going to start out in the East, where the drama is a little less apparent because most of the teams have clinched playoff berths, and it's just a matter of fighting for for where they belong. But Hafter pushing itself ahead of the pack with a 43-40 win over North Shore. Hafter now at 8-2, and two, North Shore dropping to 5-3. and three. Uh, Hafter giving itself some cushion between uh, itself and the rest of the pack as Flatbush took out DRS. It's tied competition. They both came into the week tied at 7-2. and two. DRS took out, uh, taken out by Flatbush by 10, 78-68. So Flatbush, a uh, 2-4 team taking out DRS, a 7-2 team, giving Flatbush a bit more hope. Uh, in the race of the playoffs, though they're on life support, and we'll get to that in just a second. DRS's loss drops it a game behind Hafter. Hafter finishes the season at eight and two. DRS finishes the season at seven and three. Right now, both teams just waiting to see what will happen. Uh, well, Hafter only waiting to see what happens with one team. That'll be Mag and David. The only team that can get ahead of them will be Mag and David. So Hafter right now has, a, at the very least, a first-round uh, first bye clinched up. They're going to 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 walk out with a, a, a very well-deserved and well-earned first-round bye. The question is going to be who's going to join them. Mag and David has the advantage uh, and a one-game cushion because of the DRS loss. They defeated Hafter, so they have another cushion because even one loss will tie them with Hafter where they already have the tiebreak. So the truth is, in order to lose the number one spot in the conference, they have to drop two games with only three games remaining. Now, uh, they defeated JEC 79-64 to to up themselves to 6-1. and one. The three games that they have left, they have, uh, they have YDE, they have Flatbush, and they have North Shore. YDE pushed itself further into contention with a 45-31 win over Rambam, uh, effectively eliminating the Ravens. I think they were eliminated beforehand. I think we discussed that last week. Pushed them to six. No, it pushed them to six and three. Pushed YDE to six and three, clinching themselves a playoff berth, and it dropped Rambam to three and six. If Rambam had won, they would have had the advantage. But the YDE loss gives YDE the playoff berth and drops Rambam out of contention. Uh, Rambam joins Shari, Torah, and Ezra on the outside looking in with uh, seven teams effectively fighting for six spots in the East. We have Hafter at 8-2, and two, DRS at 7-3. and three. And then in the middle of the pack, we have Hank and YDE tied at 6-3, and three, Mag and David at 6-1, and one, North Shore at 5-3, and three, Flatbush at 3-4. and four. Flatbush will be eliminated with a loss and a Mag and David win. They are on life support. They essentially need to win out and get some sort of help. Flatbush has three games left. They'll be facing MTA in a cross battle. We'll get to MTA standing in just a second. They have Mag and David, and they have Rambam. If Flatbush can defeat Rambam, that'll put them at 4-4. Four and four. They can defeat MTA, which is no, which is no small task. MTA is uh, the third seed in the West. They've wrapped up the third seed. We'll get to that in just a second. But even if they were to get past them, they would then be five and four. 
North Shore is at 5-3 and three right now. North Shore has Shari Torah. It is easy to see. It is, it's not hard to believe that North Shore will get to 6-3. and three. So Flopush will need to win out to keep pace with North Shore and hope that North Shore drops the game to Mag and David just to put them into contention. Just going back to see, um, let's actually, before I use that as gospel, let's go out and see what happened in the game between North Shore and Flatbush. Flatbush actually north, lost to North Shore, so the truth is they have to end up ahead. But ending up tied with them isn't going to help. they got to end up ahead. And um, if North Shore gets that one win, then it's over. You know, it, it's, it's, pretty much, it's pretty much done. Um, looking out west, a lot more intrigue. Uh, Frisch and TABC... If you thought the Varsity game uh, meant a lot for the division, JV game just as well. TABC taking out previously undefeated Frisch 39-29. to So TABC now has the inside track to winning that division. TABC right now is at 8-1 behind Frisch at 9-1. But TABC's remaining game is going to be Westchester on Thursday night. Winless Westchester. Westchester at 0-8. The only thing keeping TABC from the division championship. Right now, TABC at 8-1. Frisch at 9-1. TABC wins. Tiebreaker goes to TABC by virtue of their win. Frisch's only way to clinch the first round by would be for TABC to lose. Uh, both of them, though, have wrapped up first round buys and, uh, and will move forward into the second round awaiting the winners from the East 3-6 and 4-5 games. Also knowing what they're going to be doing this week is MTA. MTA at 6-2 and two has clinched the third seed. Right now they're tied with SAR who finishes their season at 6-4 and four after a 54-43 win over Ramaz. So those two are tied. MTA has that tiebreaker. So they know, MTA knows, they'll be finishing in the three spot. Also knowing where they're going to be finishing now is SAR. SAR, at, by virtue of 6-4, and four, knows that they'll be in the four spot. So these two teams will be hosting first-round home games. The question is, who is it going to be against? And that's a massive, massive undertaking. JEC, as we said, lost to Mag and David. They're at 4-5. and five. They have one game left. Their one game remaining is going to be against Ramaz on Wednesday night. Why is that huge? Because Ramaz, Heschel, and Hillel are all tied at 3-6 and six behind them. And we're looking for two final playoff teams. But the truth is, this could go very, very wrong very quickly. How did we get to this point? Well, Hillel taking out Heschel 56-53 to in overtime this past week. So those three teams tied at 3-6. and six, JEC at 4-5. and five. It is extremely possible that we can find ourselves in a four-way tie at four and five. Uh, we can also very well see ourselves, if JEC takes the win, we can see ourselves with JEC uh, at five and five, Ramaz at three and seven, effectively ending it for them. Uh, Heschel and Hillel, well, not not ending it for them, I shouldn't say that. We can find ourselves with Heschel and Hillel being tied, in which case Hillel has the advantage based on that win. We can find ourselves with Ramaz, Heschel, and Hillel all at 3-7, and seven, and we have to go to a three-way tie. I'll we'll get to that in just a second. There's a lot that can happen, and JEC, which uh, about a couple of weeks ago at 4-3, and three, thought that they were, I wouldn't say a shoo-in, but, you know, thought that they were at least better odds to make the playoffs 
now looking a little tenuous. They need to get that win. They need to defeat Ramaz in order to ensure that the playoff berth is theirs. But Ramaz, Heschel, and Hillel, at the very least, will all go down to the wire. And boy, is that going to start tonight. That that's We'll get to what those games are in just a second. But uh, just rounding out the division, Kushner at 1-9, and nine, Westchester at 0-8. Uh, well, those two should be flipped, but that's that's really irrelevant. But the week ahead, wow, is this going to be a huge week. Tonight, Heschel and MTA doing battle. As I said, Heschel, Hillel, Ramaz, all potentially could end up tied at four wins or three wins. It's, you know... We're, right now, we're we're looking at potential for for playing games. If they end up at three wins at three and seven, if let's say Heschel, Hillel, and Ramaz end up deadlocked at three and seven, we're going to play in games. All three teams will have tied, will have defeated each other. In addition to Westchester and Cushion, so there's no out of out of uh, you know, there's no playoff teams uh, for one to have beaten to get over the other. There's no out of conference to bring down whatever in conference would be. We're potentially going to three way play in between these three teams. We'll have more on that next week. Um, also being affected again that Wednesday game, JEC and Ramaz. And uh, and the Hillel Shari Torah game on Sunday. Truthfully, Hillel put themselves in the best position with the best matchup coming up. Uh, also coming up this week, going back to Tuesday, Hank and Ezra will do battle. Ezra winless. Hank looking to uh, join DRS at seven and three. If uh, if they were to do that, if Hank and DRS were to were to get together, it wouldn't really matter much. DRS still has that win over Hank from earlier in the season. Flappish and Rambam. Uh, doing battle tonight as well. Rambam has been eliminated, but Flapper still has quite a bit to fight for with three games left. Again, we discussed that a couple of minutes ago. Tomorrow night, North Shore and Shari doing battle. North Shore conclusion playoff berth with a win. MTA Flatbush, JEC Ramaz. Thursday night, YDE will host Mag and David. Mag and David can clinch if they win and Flatbush has lost a game or if Flatbush has already dropped two. Thursday night, again, Westchester and TABC. Uh, TABC can wrap up the division with a win here. Otherwise, they'll take the two seed. Sunday, again, Hillel and Shari Torah doing battle. Got a couple of more games coming up next week. We'll get to those next week. Got about 15 minutes left, so let's just look to wrap up hockey very, very quickly while still getting all the nitty-gritty details about the playoffs. Um, If you thought Sunday night's uh, Super Bowl was amazing in terms of the greatest comeback in the history of the of the NFL Super Bowl, whatever you want to call it, this this wait till you hear about this. Last Thursday night, Kushner and Hank hooking up in an interconference battle. Um, Kushner at home going up 5-1 to one with about, I would say, halfway through the second period. Really, in a case, though, of no lead is ever safe. You have a 5-1 lead. You think it's over, right? Nope. Hank scores before the end of the period to make it 5-2, then goes on to score four goals in the third period to upend Hank to upend Kushner 6 to 5. Uh 
Kushner went into the week tied, came out with the worst possible outcome, and this was—I mean, this was a, a, a horrible start for them, and it would continue last night, also dropping a game to DRS. Uh, so Kushner, starting out the season, starting out the, the week, really needing a win in one of those two games to lose that game in such a horrible fashion, to not get the win over DRS really puts a huge, huge damp on their playoff spot. They are 5-7 and seven now. MTA is ahead of them at 6-7. and seven. Kushner has Frisch tomorrow night. Kushner has TABC on Tuesday night, next Tuesday night. Kushner needs to win one of those two games. Hope MTA doesn't win a game. It is, it is going to be tough sledding. They needed that win over Hank. They had it in their grasp and then let it slip away in the last 18 minutes of the game. Great on Hank for not giving up, though. Give Hank a ton of credit. Uh, this week has been ex- especially great for them, uh, taking three wins on the week, taking a win over Solomon Schechter and a win over YDE as well. Up their record to 8-4-0-1, keep them in position for a potential uh, first-round buy. Still, they've clinched a first-round home game, can still get the two-seed. They need Rombaum and Hafter, who are both ahead of them. They need them to tie both the games that are coming up over the next week. Then they need Hafter to lose to TABC, and Hank also needs to beat DRS for that. Right now, Hank is looking at at least a three or a four seed. Also, uh, this past week, some really, really great action out in the East. DRS, we discussed. DRS, Defeating Hafter by the score of three to nothing, uh, DRS uh, blanking Hafter at home to clinch the Eastern Conference at 12 and 0 with 24 points. They can't be reached. They will be the number one seed in the East and uh, will enjoy home field advantage throughout. Also on the week, Flopwish taking a win over Solomon Schechter. Uh, so Solomon Schechter finishing out their season at 112 0 and 1. North Shore clinching the final spot in the East with two wins, a win over YDE 8-2, and then a win over Westchester. They finished their season at 6-8. and eight. They will be the sixth seed. Flatbush, by virtue of their win, takes them out of, uh, ties them with North Shore. They can't go any higher, though, uh, so they will be the five seed. So Flatbush and North Shore will be the two traveling teams. The question is, will they go to Rombaum, Hank, or Hafter? We'll find that out this coming week. Moving over to the West, Frisch, uh, doing their best to to choke out the conference, taking two wins, nine nothing over Hillel and seven nothing over MTA. They're up to eleven and one. They've clinched a playoff berth, at least a first round home game. They can clinch the top seed with a win and an SAR loss. Um, SAR for their for their efforts defeated Ramaz eight to four last night, so they're at eleven and two. They're at twenty two points. They've clinched a first round home game. Uh, they can uh, and they have already clinched a first round buy. So we know the Frisch and SAR will be the first round buy. Now it's just a matter of who the first round home games are going to be, and the team that's taking themselves ahead of the pack is the TABC Storm. TABC defeating JEC four to one, so they've jumped out of a tie with them. They came into the week tied at seven three and one. TABC taking the win up to seventeen points. They're at eight three, sorry eight three zero oh, and one. JEC at seven four zero oh, and one. Now in fifth place behind Ramaz, who is eight and four. MTA at six and seven behind them. Kushner at five and seven. Those are your potential playoff teams. We've already discussed MTA and Kushner. TABC Ramaz JEC essentially fighting for two first first round home games. One of those two teams will be on the road. One of those three teams will be on the road. So um, 
all three teams fighting for something this coming week. The matchups for the coming week, Kushner and Frisch. Both teams uh, uh, have something on the line in this one. Frisch looking to stay ahead of SAR for the division crown. Kushner needing to take either this or the game next week against TABC and have MTA lose to Ramaz on Wednesday night as well. Uh, Rambam and Hafta will do battle tomorrow night. DRS having locked the divisional spot. This game will now take on more meaning. The winner will have a distinct edge in the race for the final by slot in the East. Westchester and SAR will match up Wednesday night as well, as well as DRS and Flatbush, neither team having nothing left to gain there. DRS still fighting for the perfect regular season. Thursday night, Frisch and JEC, a makeup from this past week. JEC in a three-way fight for two spots in the race for the first-round home game. And a rematch of last year's varsity championship, TABC and Hafter, with both looking to uh, to uh, improve their standing. Again, a Hafter loss here, a Hafter loss against Rombaum this week and next week. They could be staring down the fourth seed in, instead of the second seed, which is what they came into the week really looking at. Hank can jump over them. There's a lot that can happen, and uh, we hope to get to you all of the updates this coming Sunday night. Quickly moving over to JV, as we have about 10 minutes to go. Um... Interesting battles on the week, starting out with we talked to we discussed the the Kushner Hank varsity battle, Kushner Hank JV battle, even more uh, interesting. Kushner fighting for its playoff life, needing to fit, basically end the week perfect and end the season perfect and get help. Started out exactly as they needed to. Kushner opened up the game against Hank. Hank a a. Uh, one of the top teams in the East started out with a three nothing first period. Uh, Kushner jumping out to the league to the lead. Hank would battle back to tie the game at three. Kushner would go would go up in the last minute of the game four three only to see Hank tie it up a short while later, just before the final buzzer in the overtime. Though on the power play, the Kushner Cobras would complete the upset, knocking off Hank five four in overtime, keeping themselves alive. But not for long. Last night, SAR taking out Ramaz 7-2 on an Alex Levy hat trick, knocking Kushner out of the postseason chase. The win keeps SAR in the hunt, depending on MTA and JEC. The loss dropped Ramaz to the third seed. But what do we let's let's break this down. SAR now in the hunt. Kushner out of the hunt at at uh, 3-5 and 1. Their game against MTA tomorrow night purely for pride and to spoil MTA's season. MTA needs a win because now SAR at 4-4-1-1 is ahead of them at 10 points. MTA gets a win. They have they effectively knock SAR out at 5-5 five and five because they'll have wins where SAR does not, even though SAR beat them. Um, then what happens, they have to wait to see what happens with JEC on Sunday. JEC will face Frisch. It's JEC's last chance to clinch a playoff berth. The good news is it's at home where they're 4-0. Bad news, it's against Frisch. And uh, right now, Frisch has nothing to fight for. Ramaz's loss last night means TABC gets the one seed after their 2-1 win over JEC on Saturday and their 5-0 win over Hank last night. The one seed is theirs. Frisch will get the two seed. Ramaz will take the three seed. The question is still the four seed. So who's it going to be? Right now, SAR has 10 points. JEC and MTA have eight at four and five. Who's going to jump? If JEC wins, it's automatically theirs. If JEC loses and MTA wins, it's automatically theirs. If those two teams lose, 
SAR will have worked their way into the playoffs. Unfortunately, Kushner, 3-5-0-1, oh, sorry, 3-5-1 out as of last night. Moving over to the East, where it gets just a bit more intriguing with that Hank loss. The Hank loss knocked them down uh, a, a notch, and the loss to TABC last night knocked them down even further. They are now at 6-3-0-1, 13 points. They're tied with Flappish at 6-3-0-1. What this means is that Hank can't fall further than the three seed because they beat Flatbush. They will have to wait to see what happens with Hafter against Rombaum tomorrow night. If Hafter beats Rombaum, Hafter will jump over those two into the second seed. DRS already having the number one seed wrapped up after their 3-0 win over Hafter on Sunday. So DRS at the top, if Hafter wins, they will jump over Hank and Flatbush into the two seed. Otherwise, if Rombaum wins, Hank will get the two, Flatbush will get the three, Hafter will get the four seed. If they tied, I believe Hafter gets the, the two, Hank gets the three, Flatbush gets the four. Flatbush at 6-3, oh, and one by virtue of a win over Share Torah this past week. Games coming up on the week ahead. Again, we talked about Rombaum and Hafter tomorrow night, Kusher and MTA tomorrow night, Saturday night, Share Torah and Rombaum in really the meaningless game. The, uh, the two of them now just fighting for pride. Sunday, JEC and Frisch. And also in a battle of the top two teams in the league possible championship preview. This game really just for bragging rights heading into the postseason. But get out and see the game. It's going to be massive. TABC and DRS doing battle at 2 p.m. this coming Sunday. Taking a look at the playoffs right now. We know DRS has locked up the East 1. They'll face either JEC, MTA, or SAR. Whoever comes out of that battle. Winner of that will face Frisch. And whoever comes out of the Hank Hafter and Flatbush battle as the East number three. West number one, TABC, will take on either Hafter or Flatbush, and East two, either Hank or Hafter, will host Ramaz. That is actually the clearest, clearest uh, playoff matchups that we have of any league. So congratulations to the league for uh, making its way to that point. Congrats to JV for um, working its way into, uh, into a little bit more clarity. Well, that's going to be about all the time that we have for today. Again, tune in this coming Sunday for an all-new edition of The Court Report where we will have all the up-to-date standings and analyses for the playoffs for you coming up. Uh, Again, this week is going to be extremely important, and we want to get you the latest updated information so that you know going into Monday and Tuesday what needs to be done for your teams. If you missed any part of this or any episode this season, you can catch the Encore presentation every Tuesday night at 7 p.m., or you can find the Court Report on iTunes or the Nachum Siegel Network app. Tomorrow morning, jam in the a.m. with Nachum Siegel from 6 to 9 a.m., live on the stream, NachumSiegel.com. Once again, huge thank you to our sponsors, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Please give them a call at 718 769 41 one one for all of your plaque and trophy needs. For more of me, you can hear me every Tuesday morning like you did this morning on JM in the AM at around 7.20 with the Tuesday morning JM in the AM sports update. If you haven't visited the Court Report fan page on Facebook, please do so and click the like tab. Let's get that number up. And again, go check out the Kosher Halftime Spectacular. If you missed it this past Sunday, it was epic. And if you missed it, no reason to, to wait. Go do it right now. See you next week right here on the Court Report, only on the Nakam Sequel Network. <laughs> Ha <laughs>
this is Elliot Weiselberg, host of The Court Report. Stay tuned for more amazing musical selections and programming only on the Nachum Siegel Network. NachumSiegel.com